0: Hello and welcome, this is Nick's Nerd News, live from sunny San Diego, California, and now we go to your host, Nick. Well, 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 last week was all about video games. This week is going to be all about movies. Well, look at that. We're just trading topics. Hey, I told you guys I'd talk about different things depending on what was going on, and, and that's just how the cookie crumbles, as that saying goes. But um, before we really get a, get into the movies, I just want to talk about TV real quick. Lucifer got saved by Netflix. That's awesome. Can't wait for that. Apparently it's only a 10-episode season order. That's okay. Um, Netflix has a budget enough to, to make it work. And maybe we'll get a nice conclusion for that final season. Westworld was was nuts this week. Um, we got we got a good story with the man in black. Kind of figured out what makes him tick. Why he's been kind of this dark, mysterious figure. Uh, you know, I, a lot of people are pointing him out to be a villain. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Um, yes, he's dark. Yes, he has demons inside. Things like that. But, you know... Who wouldn't act like that when they had the opportunity to get away with pretty much anything in Westworld? I mean, humans are dark and evil by nature, I guess you could say. And it's unfortunate that, yes, he did some some reprehensible things. Things that he'll never be able to come back from. But at the same time... I don't take anything in Westworld for face value anymore, I don't know when the show is subverting the truth, I don't know when they're lying to us, I don't know what to believe anymore, so with that being said, I don't think certain people are actually dead, I don't think that Ford has as much control as, as we're being led to believe, but only time will tell, but uh, yeah, no, that that's just kind of a quick recap on TV, uh, I know they're working on Rick and Morty, so that's going to be coming soon. That, that's, uh, can't wait for that. Uh, a couple news related things concerning The Flash. A lot of characters got bumped up to season regulars, in- including um, the person playing Ralph Dib- Dibney, the elongated man, so that that's cool. Excited for that, but let's kind of get into the movies here. Over the last two weeks, we've had a lot of movie trailers drop, and Disney and Marvel in particular were just going hard in the paint, and uh, a couple of these movies I'm stoked for, a couple of these movies whatever, but uh, the first one I want to talk about is uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which looks fucking cool, the animation is, it's interesting, it looks cell shaded but it looks hand-drawn, even though it's all computer-generated, I'll be interesting to see how that goes, Uh, it's got Miles Morales, Peter Parker... And even Spider-Gwen T's there at the tr- in the end of the trailer. Kind of different looking. Green Goblin, I I think that's what it looks like. It- it'll be interesting to see how, how this movie plays out. Because it seems like they're going to be blending universes a bit. Because uh, if you're unfamiliar in, in the comics, um, Miles Morales is from the Ultimate Marvel Universe. It's a separate Marvel Universe where Peter Parker died. Spoiler alert, this happened years ago, so... Go fucking cry me a river. I don't care. Like, too bad. I spoiled it for you. Get, all, get like, informed. Because that's that's just common knowledge in the comic world now. But Peter Parker's dead and Miles Morales becomes Spider-Man. He wears the black suit with the red, stri- um, red webbing accents. Things like that. And, yeah, so that'll be interesting. But somehow something causes the universes to meld or something. So now we're going to have Peter Parker. He kind of gets to teach Miles the ropes. Uh, then we get a tease of Spider-Gwen at the end, who I think is probably one of the coolest characters Marvel's introduced in the last few years. Uh, her her outfit is awesome. It's got like a built-in hoodie. It's got this black, white, and pink mix with some hints of teal, I think. Like, that, that costume, to me, is amazing. And, uh, no, that movie looks sick. I, I can't wait to see how that goes. It's got some really cool visuals in the trailer, so I'm excited. We also had a new trailer drop for Peter Jackson's new movie called The Mortal Engines. And it seems to take place in a post-apocalyptic Earth where every major city kind of rolls around on these giant fucking... uh, how, how do you explain this? Um, Like, they look like giant tanks, I, I guess? I, I don't know, but like the cities roll around and there are these giant treaded vehicles that kind of go up into the sky. There's different sizes. Think, think, think of... And the main one in the movie is London. So think of condensing London onto a giant vehicle just traversing around the planet. Like, uh, who comes up with this shit? I, I don't understand. That That's an insane idea. And how, how would you even get a building on... How would you get a city onto a moving vehicle to begin with? Like, it, at the top of it is, is the famous St. Paul's Cathedral from London like how 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 are you getting that that high onto a vehicle without damaging the building D- does that make sense I, I don't know i i'm digging too deep into a, a movie looks cool hugo weavings in it apparently he just does anything peter jackson offers to him but no that movie looks awesome i mean we know almost nothing about it some secret plot like every other movie so we'll see uh lego movie 2 got a trailer Le- the first Lego movie was, and I'm not being biased here, probably am, whatever, I love Lego, I worked at Legoland, got to get free tickets to the movie and meet a couple of the stars, who cares, whatever, that's a story for another day. But no, the Lego movie too got a trailer, looks like it's going to pick up a little bit after the, where the first one left off. That movie was a totally unexpected hit, it was really funny, had a, got a lot of good jokes for adults and kids. Um, and they did something that that was really cool. They, it looks stop-motion, but it looks real. Um, I, I know they did film some things stop-motion with Lego bricks and elements. I know some of it was computer-generated, but what I came to understand later is that they actually scanned like every single brick, or they got a scan of every brick from Lego, and put that into the movie so they could get it to work right, which is insane, and that's why it took so long for the first one to come out. Granted, we got a lot of in-betweens with the Lego Ninjago movie and the Lego Batman movie. But uh, here we are four years later getting the Lego movie too. Which uh, looks interesting. It looks like they're going to bring some stuff that wasn't in the first one. Uh, bring in more of the girl sets. I, I shouldn't say that. I, I guess um, it looks to getting a lot more from the Lego Elves line and Lego Friends Yes, they're geared towards girls, but I, I know collectors collect it all. Kids want to play with whatever. I'm, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say it. just kind of force it into that, I, I guess. Um, the elves line is for everyone. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. We also got a trailer for Bumblebee, which looks interesting. I, I'm willing to give this movie a chance. I'm not thrilled on it. Uh, Haley Haley Steinfeld's a good actress. I really liked her in the True Grit remake a couple years ago, and some of the other things she's done since then. The the thing I really noticed though was that the the chain did in, in design for Bumblebee. Yes, obviously things are going to change as as time goes on. I mean, we're we're ten years from the first Michael Bay Transformers movie. Surprisingly, those movies hold up pretty well, for the most part. Not all of them, but. A lot of people complained over over the years of how the Transformers looked, saying, oh, they look too robotic, too futuristic, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whatever, go fuck yourselves. Like, The original design of the Transformers from the 80s and shit based off the the toys from... uh, I actually just watched a documentary show on Netflix, The Toys That Made Us. They did a whole episode on Transformers. Like, this cartoon is based off figures from the 80s when you couldn't really do much with molding and toy design so they 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 were as basic as could be and people were like oh those designs are so much better i'm like that's the dumbest fucking thing ever it's a it's a robot like a the most basic robot with like a car face for the chest with legs like no i'm sorry i'm i'm going to disagree with everyone here and say the designs in the michael bay Transformer movies are badass looking things. Like, that's how a robot species would look. They wouldn't look fucking stupid from the 80s, okay? Some things from the 80s are amazing, some things are shit. And the design of the Transformers back then, while they would have been cool in the 80s, don't apply to to modern standards, I'm sorry. Like, when when you're going up against robots from Star Wars and shit, and uh, the Terminator... And video games, like no, the Bay formers, as people call them, look way fucking better, and they've get, gotten cleaned up and, and less distracting as the time time has gone on. And yes, that that's happening in, in the Bumblebee movie. But what I do like about the Bumblebee 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 change is they keep the the essence of the Bay Formers but also the sensibilities of the original so there's there's less moving parts more of the car so it it works and you know it makes sense and it kind of adapts that old look for today's standards and and blends the two and hopefully moving forward they'll do that uh, unfortunately the next transformers movie was removed from the schedule mainly because the last night took a steaming pile of shit when it came to the box office i've yet to watch it i know it's on tv but I'll get around to it at some point. See how much of a dumpster fire it really is. Hey, I don't, I don't know. We also got a trailer for the new Halloween. Which is slight reboot. Slight sequel. Uh, kind of skips a couple. The like Halloween 3 and 4 and H2O. Whatever. Not a big horror movie guy. They don't do anything for me. I, I find them... I don't want to say lowbrow. Because a lot of action movies are just lowbrow. And cater to just mind-numbing action and you just don't think about it Uh, some horror movies make you think Uh, those are more thrillers I tend to prefer those Um, not something I'll go to the theater with I I don't care really when I watch them jump scares don't work on me but uh, I've respected the Halloween movies more than the Friday the 13th and Freddy Krueger movies because those are hilarious to me at least in my personal opinion uh, disagree with me all you want. I don't really give a shit. But uh, no, it's cool. I'm, I'm I'm happy they brought they brought Jamie Lee Curtis back, and uh, it's interesting. This was written by Danny McBride, who who I love. So I'm willing to give this one a shot. I'll, I'll go watch the originals again and maybe catch this one. But that's cool, and I like that they're bringing back the original mask, uh, which happens to be a mask of. William Shatner, if you didn't know that already, so that's that. And then Disney kind of went on a uh, on a trailer spree over the last two weeks. We got a new trailer for the Christopher Robin movie. We got a trailer for the live-action Dumbo. And Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Now, the Dumbo trailer was obviously just a tease. It didn't really have a whole lot going on in it. Danny DeVito's playing the ringleader of the circus... Colin Farrell and his kids seem to be the human element of the movie. I I don't know why they're doing this. I mean, they remade The Jungle Book and they kept it pretty humanless except for Mowgli for the most part. I don't know why they didn't do that with this Dumbo movie. It's got it's Tim Burton's directing. So so, so there's a good chance it's still going to be great. I'm surprised I didn't see Johnny Depp or Helena Bonham Carter in the movie. Surprising. But, no, I, I don't understand. We Do we need a human element for Dumbo? Yes, the original has a lot of outdated themes when it comes to race and, and other things. But it was made in the 40s, okay? let's We need to stop looking at history through rose-colored glasses, accept it for face value, sometimes just... Watch a movie, okay? Yes, it's horrible. Yes, it's bad. But we need to understand that that was fine back then. It's not Song of the South, which you can only get bootleg copies of, okay? That movie's just horrible all around. This is Dumbo. It's not the same. But, but... The Dumbo movie I did not think needed a human element. I don't know why. Hopefully it's limited. Um, other than that, Dumbo looks cool from, from the little things we got of him. But hey, Disney's just doing a live action, and which also brings us to the Christopher Robin movie, which I'm very excited for. I think I've talked about it a little bit. Yuna Gregor's playing an older Christopher Robin. Haley Atwell, who's amazing. Too bad Agent Carter got cancelled uh, before it really could shine on ABC. Anyway... I'm I'm happy that Jim Cummings is doing the voice of Pooh and Tigger. He's been doing it for the last twenty years or so. I, I I've mentioned this. I think almost thirty now. But uh, no, it's it's it looks really good. It looks really good. I like how they were able to bring, yes, they're stuffed animals in the cartoon. I think most of us knew that, but uh, they did it in a really great way for the movie. And um, Brad Garrett's playing Eeyore, which is a really great decision. But yeah, and then Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. We got a new trailer for that. We finally got to look at the scene that that they've been talking about for a while on the internet. This movie looks awesome. The first one was totally underrated. Uh, I didn't get to see it until much later, but that movie was really cool. You know, I'm a big gamer. I identified with that movie a, a lot. I'm really into internet culture. Hey, I host a podcast on the internet, so yeah. But I I like how they're doing this with the internet in this one. I know they've tried to do this in other movies, similar concepts, things like that. Uh, The Emoji Movie tried and failed. Spectacularly, I might add. But, no, I I like this. Um, I'm I'm happy they were able to get legitimate websites in. Uh, Google, Amazon, Snapchat, Twitter, things like that. That was funny. Um... Obviously, Disney's going to go hard on their properties, being a Disney movie, so a lot of Star Wars and Marvel teases. Uh, Stormtroopers looks like they're going to be involved a bit, and Iron Man, things like that. But what I... I heard about it last year on the internet that was shown off to some people. And what's really cool, and it it actually looks great, is uh, Vanellope, I think that's the name of uh, Sarah Silverman's character. Uh, She goes to this, like, it's Disney's website... And she, she's running from the Stormtroopers, and she gets uh, sucked into this room with all the other Disney princesses. And uh, they're all drawn and animated to look like they are originally. Some of the newer ones, obviously not too much, because it's in the same newer Disney animation style. But um, no, it looks really cool. And uh, all of them are being voiced by any of the, the actresses that are still alive. But uh, what's really cool is when Vanellope gets in there, they all kind of get all defensive. Cinderella breaks her fucking glass slipper on a chair like it's a glass bottle. Like she's ready to fucking shank someone. Uh, you got Snow White singing. Uh, Cinderella, uh, I already said Cinderella Belle. And uh, they gave a lot to Mandy Moore's Rapunzel. A lot of trailer scenes to her. So, I mean, that's really the only person you could... Noticed the voice was the same, a little bit of Elsa, things like that. A couple of the characters were silent, but no. And, and I, I like how they point out, like, was it a. Uh, they're they're kind of trying to ask her if she's really a princess, because uh, in her game she was, but um, she doesn't meet all the other criteria, but talks about how Ralph needed to save everything. And they're like, she is a princess. And no, it's really funny. It's really fucking funny. I'm, I'm stoked on this movie. It's hard with kids' movies. I know they're not hundred percent geared toward kids, but uh you know you need to either have someone to go with or gotta go at a time when it's not gonna look like you're creeping on people and that's unfortunate in today's day and age because some fucked up individuals have ruined it for the rest of us, but hey, that's the breaks in life but uh in sticking with Disney animation, let's kind of shift over to Pixar and uh kind of sticking with the disney theme i i did I was able to catch out catch Incredibles too this weekend. And um, that movie is just breaking records all over the damn place. Again, Disney is just continuing the box office dominance, people. But anyway, it made the most money for a for an animated movie. Uh, Took the eighth spot on the grossing most grossing movies, highest grossing movies of all time. I saw knocking Beauty and the Beast out of the out of the spot, another Disney property. But, uh, no, it's a well-deserved sequel, 15 years after the original, which is one of my favorite Pixar movies. A lot of my friends love it, too. The thing I've always liked about The Incredibles is it's, it's always had this retro future vibe from the 60s. Like, it looks like it takes place in the 60s, but they've also got some technology that is even more advanced by today's standards. And they kind of they blend the two effortle- effortlessly. I cannot talk today. Brad Bird's an awesome director, you know, the original Incredibles, Ratatouille, Iron Giant, another great movie, not Disney, but great movie from Brad Bird. And this sequel, I wouldn't put it as high as the original, but it's its really good, it's, it's up there for Pixar movies. And the thing that I thought was the best about the first one was when the, the family did it together towards the end of the movie. And uh, I do like that they gave more time to Elastigirl in this one, more time for her to shine, take some of the focus away from Mister Incredible because it, it it's it'd be weird to do more on Mister Incredible since the first one was all about him, and this isn't your typical superhero movie, so it was nice to get some 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 different things things like that and. This one takes uh literally takes place like right as the first one ended so that's good and it kind of goes from there it's not a huge time gap like um granted the trailers don't give us much to go off of but at least it kind of picks up right where the first one left off which is which was a smart decision if you ask me uh given it's been 15 years it'd be weird to kind of jump around and do different things cuz then more people would just be confused and it wouldn't work the right way but um no it was good great use of, of the family in as a whole. I'm glad Jack Jack got more of the baby and kind of showed off more of his powers that we that we got a taste of in the first movie. Unfortunately, Frozone still doesn't have a whole lot. Way more to do than the first one, but not uh not to a degree that I would have preferred. And Like many kids' movies when it comes to this sort of thing, you could kind of tell where the plot is going early in the movie. I'm sure my friends will chastise me for this, because I said the same thing about Big Hero 6, but, you know, you can kind of tell where things are going in certain movies, especially when you've watched as many movies as I have, as many TV shows as I have, the amount of comic books I've read, the amount of comic book movies I've watched. I'm I'm not alone in this, okay? Most people can start watching a movie... Especially when it's written for kids, it's not overtly complicated or complex. But you can kind of tell when I think that person's a villain, and you can usually call it out. And and I was right. I'm just going to say it. I'll be smug. I'll be fucking smug. I was fucking right in this movie. I knew what was happening. I knew what was going on. But whatever. Uh, I liked how they kind of showed off more supers. That's what they call them in that. In the Incredibles universe. I'm excited to see where this goes. Hopefully, with the amount of money this one's making, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a third one. Hopefully it doesn't take 15 years to get Incredibles 3 because unfortunately I don't know if all of the cast would still be alive in 15 years. That's unfortunate to say, but you know a lot of them are getting older. Craig T. Nelson who plays Mr. Incredible, he's he's an older actor. Samuel Jackson, he's getting up there. You know, I don't want to seem down in in things like that, but that's just reality, folks. That's just reality. I mean, once you hit, once you go past 60, it's it's a wild life. It's a wild ride. You don't know what's going to happen. Luckily, those people are richer, so they're wealthier. They have access to better health care, so who knows? That's a different conversation. Not having it today. But uh, no, no, I I really like the movie, and... um. You know, John Ratzenberger got his obligatory one character in every Pixar movie, and there were things that I felt were odd. Um, obviously it was written to fit twenty eighteen sensibility, so that's a given. And some other things, I I like how they approached how Mister Incredible would uh handle being left alone with the children with Girl kind of going to do her own thing which is great because that's a uh, not not everyone would know how to function if their spouse started going back to work and you stayed home to handle things like they not everyone's ready for that and I, I like how they showed that you know kind of talked about how being uh being a parent is also being a hero I like that message a lot I, I saw a lot of hubbub online about how and, and good on them. Uh, that People online brought attention to the fact that there's a scene in the movie that could cause uh, people with epilepsy to have a seizure. There's a strobe lighting effect. Good on Disney for asking theaters to mention it if they wanted to. Not forcing them, but good on them. I'm surprised we... Uh, I'm surprised I was put in a kid's movie. For one. I, I know those warnings are everywhere nowadays, but... I, I don't know, I don't personally know anyone with ep- epilepsy. At least I don't think I do. So I, I wouldn't know if, if they go to the movies regularly. But I feel like just being in a dark theater with lights that are going to be flashing around anyway and changing. I, I don't know if that would be the best environment. But Incredibles is definitely not one. Because there's a scene in the movie where there's a heavy strobe effect. So if you're a listener and you're listening to this and... You have epilepsy, I'm just warning you. Just be prepared. You might have to wait. And that's unfortunate. But no, it's a good movie. Definitely go see it. Uh, I would give it an 8 out of 10. I'm going to use 10s. I'm going to go out of 10 here on most of my reviews. Unless otherwise noted. But uh, no. And then last weekend I, I got to watch Ocean's 8. Which I went with a group of friends. They weren't particularly too fond of it. I, on the other hand, liked it a lot. And that's probably because I love the the three original Oceans movies, 11, 12, and 13. And the thing that really hooks me with the Oceans movies is the music. It's all very similar to The Incredibles, too. It's got this, this 60s vibe on the music. And the way they film things and the way the story plays out super predictable especially if you've seen the other oceans movies you know how these turn out but the the thing that's really cool is these movies you have to pay attention to because if you notice in all the oceans movies they will um they'll zoom in on certain things they'll jump cut to certain things they'll kind of pan to different things in frame that you want to pay attention to because that will always end up coming back later to because they kind of show you how they did everything and that's kind of what I've liked about it it's like yeah we're gonna do all these things and things are gonna happen but you don't know what's happening until the end when they kind of go over the plan and yeah yeah it's kind of dumb and childish but no I always like that because like oh all this happened but how did they do it and uh I was kind of right in something I predicted. Um, Movie's been out for over a week. It's probably not going to get a lot of people seeing it with with Incredibles this past weekend and and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom upcoming now. But um, I was right about Anne Hathaway's character. That was kind of given away in some of the promotional pictures that first came out about the movie. But uh, no, I was right about her. They did it differently than I expected though. So I did like that. I liked the use of all all the women. Uh, I love love Kate Blanchett. Ooh. If I could get just a few minutes alone with Kate Blanchett, just to pick her brain. She seems like an awesome woman, super smart. Just ask her about all the different roles she's had and to just spend time with her. Whew. love Kate Blanchett. Anyway, um no, no, Sandra Bullock's great. They kind of hint at They kind of hint at George Clooney's character. They don't say if he's really dead or not. Yes, he's got a grave. But it's kind of hinted that no one knows if it's really true or not. Uh, Unfortunately, they they don't bring back... They bring back characters from the three original movies. But they bring back a a couple. And one of them was the perfect person to bring back, which is Elliot Gould's Reuben, who's... An awesome character. Uh, Love his his glasses that he wears. Always wanted a pair of those. Um, That was a perfect character to bring back. But then they also bring back the amazing Yen. um, The the Chinese acrobat from the the first three movies. Yes, it fits the story. And I'd heard that Mark Wahlberg's... uh, Excuse me. Matt Damon's character was supposed to have a scene... Uh, Linus, but it was cut. Also, Saul was supposed to come back, p- played by Carl Reiner, but I guess um, they cut those scenes. I, those would have worked, in my opinion. I, I I think it was best to keep George out, George Clooney out, at least for this one, if they make another one. Maybe he can come in in a small fashion. I'd prefer that. But no, the, the cast was great. Everyone in it was great. The only person, like Rihanna's in it, but she doesn't say much. I don't know if that's because maybe she can't act. She can sing. Don't get me wrong. I love Rihanna. Love Riri. All her music's great. But, I mean, Battleship wasn't a great movie. And I wouldn't say she was great in that movie. And she just doesn't really do a whole lot in this one. So, maybe that's why. I I don't know. But, no, it's a good movie. And... I'm excited to see where this goes. I know a lot of people are like, oh, all women. But no, 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 no. Fuck that. That's stupid. Like respect people for how they act. If they're good actors or not, regardless of what's in their pants. All right. Like get over yourselves. Wake up. Women can act. Women can Can be, can be comedians. Like get the fuck out of here. Wake up. Stop living in this fantasy land. Not all men are funny. Not all women are funny. Some are better than the others, okay? This this is stupid if you think otherwise if you go live in a go live under a fucking rock if you're gonna think that. Okay? Yes there's been missteps. Yes things were done that shouldn't have been done and turned out badly and give this whole movement if you want to call it a bad rap. But Oceans eight, I wouldn't put it in that category at all. No. It was a great movie. Go watch it if you can. If not, please definitely check it out, especially if you like the other Ocean's movies. But hey, that's just how the cookie crumbles. Oh, I don't know why I said that twice today. I don't even say that in real life. Anyway, uh, let me go back here a second. Helena Bonham Carter, who most of you know from every Tim Burton movie, Uh, Is also in Ocean's 8. She plays a great character here. Kind of tangentially involved with the whole plot. But uh, saw some rumors floating around. That she might be eyeing the Bond villain role. For the new Bond movie. This is something I can get behind. We haven't really had too many uh, females as the main Bond villain. You know there's always been the Bond girl or... Uh, I guess you could say, uh, what's her name, from the one with uh, Christopher Walken, uh, A View to a Kill. Her name's Mayday. Uh, oh, wait, I'm forgetting Octopussy, the main villain in the movie Octopussy. Yes, so we've had Bond villains that are women, but it's been a while. It's been quite a few decades. And if if anyone can pull this off, she's been villains before in other movies, like uh, she plays the Red Queen in, or the Queen of Hearts in the Alice in Wonderland remakes. So, uh Bellatrix Lestrange in Harry Potter doy But no, 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 no. She would be great as a Bond villain. I think she's the perfect person for that. Yes, they stick with British people and people from the uh, the British Isles and and the uh the Queen's royal subjects. So, yes. That's why she would fit. But no, no, I I do like that idea. Danny Boyle's directing got a lot of potential. Daniel Craig is quickly becoming my number 2 bond. Sean Connery will always be number 1. That that's just not going to change ever. like ever. So there. Forget about it. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's my movie reviews uh for the last 2 weeks. But before we kind of go anywhere else, had a lot of news out of the DC extended universe. For starters, um heard some stories that the Flash movie is kind of going more for a back to the future vibe. I I mean if if you're going if you're trying to tell the Flashpoint story, yes, it's kind of dark. You can make that movie without it being Batman versus Superman dark. But back to the future? That's I think opposite of how Flashpoint works. Yes, Back to the Future is an amazing set of movies. Yes, The Flash is an awesome character and can work as a comedic movie. I don't think Back to the Future is the right vibe you want for the Flashpoint movie. It just... Hopefully it's more with the time travel and fucking things up and mucking it up more than anything. And changing things and how you can have different... Uh, time, space-time continuums, and not so much the comedy. Yes, DC movies need to be lightened up. I don't know if going back to the future is the right move, though. We also had mumblings about Jared Leto getting his own Joker movie. You know, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for Suicide Squad. He claims there's a whole stuff worth of material for a joker centric movie that was all cut i don't think that's true because he's the only one saying it unfortunately he really let me down as the joker i was excited because i know he's a method actor and the tattoos just you know i defended them in the beginning because it made sense like oh yes a modern insane person would be covered in tattoos But the Joker's not just insane, I don't think he would have a tattoo that says damaged across his forehead, looking back I think I was wrong in defending it, because he turned out to be such a weird and shitty Joker in Suicide Squad, I don't think giving him his own Joker movie would be the best decision. Reverse of that, we have Todd Phillips who directed The Hangover with... Joaquin Phoenix circling the Joker role in a standalone movie that would be separate, produced by Martin Scorsese. This movie I can really fully support. Joaquin Phoenix would be an awesome Joker. I think he would play it closer to the comics and Jack Nicholson than Heath Ledger did. I am on record, um, I think in this podcast, and in life in general, on record as saying... I do not like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I do not like Heath Ledger as the Joker. I think he got extra praise because he died not so, soon after. Fight me on it. I don't care. I will have an open debate with you about it. Tweet me. Instagram me. Whatever. I'd love to discuss it with you. There's a lot of things I can't get into it today. There's a lot of things wrong with those movies. that That's why I do not like them as, as Batman movies. They're still above the Joel Schumacher Batman. Those things are hot garbage. But, but, the first two Tim Burtons are far superior Batman movies, in my opinion. But I digress. We also had a shake-up at the top of DC. Jeff Johns is leaving his post as head of the comics division. Uh, kind of the producer for the whole thing, and he's stepping up to, to lead a new... I think it was Ghost Films, like a new production company for Warner Brothers. That'll be interesting. I mean, he did train under Richard Donner, so with Kevin Feige of uh, of Marvel. So those two know each other. It's, it's good that Jeff is going to be head of this production company. I, I wonder if that's going to be the new production company for the, the those DC Comics movies. That'll be interesting. He's also writing the Green Lantern movie. And... What most people might not realize is Jeff Johns completely turned around the Green Lantern comic. Like, completely. And he helped reshape it, change it, and made it, made it one of the best comics in, in DC publishing over the last couple decades. So that, that's good that he's writing the movie. I, I think that's a good, smart choice. But uh, kind of rounding out the DC news, we had pictures from Wonder Woman 2 or Wonder Woman 80, 1984 and Aquaman. Let me start by saying Aquaman is fully embracing the weirdness and awesomeness of the Aquaman comics. There's uh, awesome pictures of people riding sharks and giant seahorses that are being called sea dragons. Like, who would have ever expected that? Uh, Black Manta has his comics accurate costume, which is probably one of the most, the first times I've seen like the most comic ac- accurate costume in a movie since maybe Iron Man. Which is pretty fucking awesome that they're fully doing the big Manta Ray looking mask. So I'm stoked on that alone. Um, and uh, we got some other pictures of... of the movie is is, is going to look great. I, I can't wait for the trailer. James Wan said it's going to come out during in July. Which most likely in Hall H in the DC or the Warner Brothers presentation at Comic Con. Cannot wait for that. But uh, we also got pictures from Wonder Woman 1984. Uh with some wonderful nineteen eighties fashion. But what's really weird, Steve Trevor's alive, I-, I guess. Chris Pine's back. And um we don't know if he's playing actual Steve Trevor, who we all thought blew up with a giant plane at the end of Wonder Woman. And uh maybe he's playing a clone, maybe he's playing a grandson. I, I don't know. We're all confused. I'm talking in questions because that's how you purvey confusion. I, I don't I like I get it because Chris Pine was awesome in that movie, but at the same time I don't I don't I don't know what they're trying to do here. Some uh some retconning here because obviously he's not in Batman vs Superman or Justice League, so he's gonna bite the bullet somewhere, and it's probably gonna be in this one, and it's probably gonna be for good. Otherwise, he'd be around. So, I don't know where they're going with this. Whatever. I, I don't know. But, uh, no, it looks really cool. The fashion's really shaping up. They're they're sticking to the historical accuracy. Nothing yet of Kristen Wigg as Cheetah. So, I, I don't know yet. But, no. I, I'm stoked about Wonder Woman 2. I'm, I'm glad that one got fast-tracked. Because the first one was amazing. It was the first real good big hit commercially and critically for the, the DCU movies. So I'm stoked. Again, uh, Aquaman's first though in December, so we'll see where it goes from there. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Today's was just a lot of a lot of movies, a little bit about a TV. Next week, oh, I guess I could talk about it now as we're reaching the end. I got Jurassic Park, or excuse me, Jurassic World Evolution, a new park building sim based around Jurassic World. Um, I'm having fun with it so far. It's really hard. Things cost a lot of money in this, and you need to make money as a theme park. And if you don't, then you can't build new things or grow new dinosaurs. And without those, you can't make money. So it's just a endless cycle of it being really hard. And, hey, it's a park builder. It's a park building sim. That, that's the point of it. So, no, it's, it's challenging. It, it crashed on me once. I will say that. But I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. As the weeks go on, I'll, I'll keep updating you on, on my playtime with that. Maybe I'll have a, a final review in a month or so. But no, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. It, that came out on Monday, last week. So, it's been out a week. You know, give me some time to play it and enjoy it. Things like that. I, I have a life outside of this, so I, I can't devote all my time to it. But hey, no, it's a lot of fun. Dinosaurs are cool. Graphics are amazing. And um, it uh, kind of mixes Zoo Tycoon... Roller toast, coaster tycoon and some other RTSs together and blends it well. I'm having a lot of fun. But uh, I do want to talk about next week. There was a news release this weekend and today about the World Health Organization classifying video game addiction as a real disorder, things like that. And I kind of want to go over the industry's response to that next week. So next week's going to be an interesting episode. But yeah, that that was kind of a bombshell today. But I, I I don't know. Next week hopefully there's some things happening. Obviously with the summer being light on on TV and certain video, video games are kind of slow in the summer. But um no, we'll we'll see how it goes. Maybe we won't maybe we'll go every other week as as time goes on. This is still a work in progress, okay? This is only this is only episode 7 of uh of the podcast of Nix Nerd News. But yeah, I'm I'm your host Nick. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate the episode, leave comments, let me know how I'm doing. I love I want your feedback. I love constructive criticism, okay? Check me out on Twitter at uh, Nick's Nerd News, Instagram at, at @nicks.nerd.news. Check out the pictures. I tweet every so often. I'll I'll put, post news and things like that. Hey, we're on Google Play now. iTunes, okay? Waiting on that Spotify cert. Like I said, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated. It takes a while to get feedback on that. Because um, they only allow things on every few weeks. And it's it's only been a, uh, about two weeks. So I'm, I'm still waiting. Again, I'll, I'll update you as soon as I know. Nick's Nerd News. I'm Nick. Follow, subscribe, like. Alright? Thank you. Go live your life. Fuck what everybody else says. Alright? Good night. See you next time.